when I'm actually working with groups of students at any age or one-on-one with a student or or a, a patient over the years, that's what I have loved. And that's who I am at my core. And this is what I want to do. Now, exactly what that will look like, I, I don't know. But to have that aha and to know that it will be my core values and this love of coaching and mentoring lead me forward feels like a very strong foundation for me. Welcome to the Second Act Fit Pros podcast, the show where I highlight the vibrant and active lives of health and fitness professionals in their second act. I'm your host, Erin, a functional aging specialist, and I'm here to introduce you to a diverse range of professionals dedicated to empowering individuals to live well, thrive, and embrace their second act through movement and improved health. Join me as we explore the endless possibilities and opportunities in the health and fitness field. In this bonus episode, I'm talking with Jen Winters, a member of a small community I've been spearheading. This group has served as a pilot initiative for individuals aspiring to navigate into a second act career in health and fitness. The group was formed from my desire to offer resources, support, and a sense of connection to those in the midst of making transitions in their professional lives. As someone that values community, I firmly believe that fostering connections is a vital element in our collective well-being and growth. I'm going to share with you an excerpt from our group call where Jen shared with the group her aha moment where she gained clarity on her next role, her strengths, and where she can make an impact. My graduate students in education would call and say, oh, I have this issue with a group of students. What would you recommend or that kind of thing? Or that they would work with me for a semester and I would mentor and coach them through things. And, and the one-on-one work that I've done over the years with patients and students and peers, that the words kept coming back, coaching, mentoring, impact, contributor, contributing, all of these words and how much I loved doing that kind of work, that it was so valuable. And then also in this book, she talked about when do you feel your best, your strongest, your happiest? What are you doing? And what is it that makes you not feel so good? And so in pulling this all together, what I learned is that at my very heart and soul, is that I really am a mentor and a coach. That's what I do, and that's what I do really well. And other words were like empathetic, and you've, you've always been so empathetic. And when you pull all this together, I thought to myself, that's what I want to be doing. That's how I want to leverage my past. That's what I've been doing all along. I just want to do it in a new and different way now. And that's me. I'm a health, I'm a health coach. That's what I want to do. And with all of this. And so I thought, oh God, does that mean another 10 month program for several thousand dollars? And so I did my research and there is a program out there for 
specifically for licensed healthcare professionals. That leverages your past experiences. They assume you've had a lot of that training already and a lot of that experience. And so I found this program that fit so perfectly with what I'm looking to do. MDs go through it. A lot of RNs go through it. And that's who they specialize is, is actually taking MDs, RNs. You know how you find something and it just, your whole body seems to relax because it feels right in your body. This is it. Oh my God. What, how could I have not seen this sooner or earlier? How was I so blind to this? But sometimes you just have to go through the process. You just have to go through the process of it. And, and I did, and it's okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work these steps, as she said, and it really was quite, quite an amazing process for me to finally land on that, to say, okay, I'm going to take these years of experience and education that I've had years of it and marry that to my present, what I'm doing now, leading me into what I want to be doing. And it just felt like the thing that is foundational to everything. That it's not only is it my identity, it 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 um will be my identity going forward. And so what I do may morph and shift and develop and change as everything does over the years. But that core identity, as she talked about, those core values and beliefs aren't going anywhere. They're there. And that's what I need to stay in touch with. I wanted to provide some context about Jen's revelation and what led Jen to that moment of clarity. So I asked Jen to talk about her career history and her journey towards her next career move. Here's my conversation with Jen. Jen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I wanted to talk to you because I saved an excerpt from our Tuesday group call and I shared it with you. I really enjoyed being a part of your journey and listening to that excerpt where you had this moment of clarity of what's next for you, but it's really been a journey for you. So I wanted to rewind and go back. Tell me about your career history, what you were doing and what you retired from. Okay. Well, my my early days, I was educated as a registered nurse, and that was in the early days of the AIDS pandemic and in San Francisco, so kind of ground zero for me. And I, from there, it was got into home care and eventually into hospice, and we had two kinds of patients. It were with AIDS patients and it was elderly patients. And I loved working with both. And I had a special affinity for working with older patients. I just loved working with older patients. And then these older patients had AIDS and were dying. And so it was a nat natural evolution to go back to graduate school, which I did. And I specialized in geriatrics. I became a geriatric nurse practitioner, which puts you into an advanced practice category. And for my advanced practice and my career, I really focused on the real frail elderly living at home 
And some of my clients were in nursing homes, but most of them were in their home. And the goal was always to keep them at home as long as possible. And from there, I started teaching because in those days, there just wasn't a lot of uh, nurses with any kind of expertise in gerontology, and yet our population was getting older. And so I started teaching, loved the educational aspect. So I had this great career of practicing and teaching, and finally went on to get a PhD in health services with a focus on gerontology. So have really spent my career in healthcare focused on gerontology, particularly frail, elderly, end-of-life um, patients, and then teaching nursing students, very young nursing students, oftentimes these concepts, this content, geriatric nursing. And there was a time when nobody wanted to go into geriatric nursing. And so that was a, a particular challenge of mine is really helping students to discover the beauty of working with this population. That was really fun. So I spent a career of just both practicing and teaching and loving it very much. And, but it was very heavy into the medical model and it, it, it and so heavy in the medical model on the practice side, and certainly with nursing education, is very prescribed. You have to teach these concepts, these things. You have to you tick off these boxes. And as I grew and got older myself, I got very interested in nutrition and the role that nutrition played in health and wellness and well-being and started studying nutrition on my own, realizing that most healthcare providers get virtually no education uh, in nutrition whatsoever. And so when it was time for me to kind of step back and retire, I thought I would continue uh, my education in nutrition and so entered an integrative and functional nutrition program to be credentialed in that topic. But it still didn't feel like enough. It's like, okay, what am I going to do with this at this point? And so I got this book, and I, I will share the name of the book is called Values First, and the author is Laura Eigel, E-I-G-E-L. Uh, she's a PhD. It's not a very thick book, and it comes with a little workbook. And what she has you do is sort of begin to look at your core values and what those core values are. And it's and she gives you a list, or you can make up your own. and it didn't take me long to pick seven core values off of this list at all, not long at all. And then, so you could do some secondary core values if you wanted to. And I looked at them and I thought, yeah, actually, this pretty much describes me. This really is who I am. And then she actually took the exercise a little bit further and she said, go back and look at evaluations that you've had. Well, as an educator and working within a healthcare system, I, you are evaluated up the wazoo. Believe me, anybody out there who teaches knows what I'm talking about. Every class, every semester, you are evaluated. So I had reams and reams of paper and electronic and evaluations from many, many years. Um, and so it's like, oh boy, do I really want to go back through these? But I, I did because at this point in my life, I could look at them in a very different way. And I began to pick out 
words that were coming up very frequently that students and supervisors had used to describe me. And what I noticed really quickly was that they really were very much similar or in keeping with my own core values. It was incredibly validating to sort of go through this process and sort of see this. It's like, wow, you know, how I describe my own core values other people are seeing that in me as well. And, and then thinking in back, students and, and colleagues have given me cards over the years or sent me emails. And I went back through these, some of these cards. And again, some of the similar words just kept coming back. And um, there were words like, you were such a great mentor for me. Thank you. Or you were kind. Your empathy comes through, your creativity, your compassion, your focus on growth and development and helping people in their own growth and development. I mean, it just sort of swirled around a lot of these words. And a lot of it was, coach, thank you for being such a good mentor. You really coached me through this and blah, blah, blah. And it all of a sudden, I just sort of had this aha moment where it's like, that's who I am. I mean, that's what I've done my whole life is I've been a coach. I've been coaching people my whole life and very from 20 year old nursing students to 85 year olds facing the end of their life. That's what I've done. And in this book, she talks about when do you feel your best? When do you, what, what do you like? What are you doing when you feel your best? What do you really enjoy? Do you, and that's what I had to say when I'm actually working with groups of students at any age or one-on-one -on -one with a student or, or a, a patient over the years, that's what I have loved. And that's who I am at my core. And this is what I want to do. Now, exactly what that will look like, I, I don't know. But to have that aha and to know that it will be my core values and this love of coaching and mentoring lead me forward feels like a very strong foundation for me. Not out there working without a net, sort of trying to figure this all out. I have a net. I have a strong foundation. I knew I know who I am on the inside. So I, I that was a very long answer to your question, Eric. No, no, I, lo I love it. I love it. I've heard this term, repurpose your career. We have this wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience, all those years of work, and then we're ready to shift, pivot, and do something different. How do we take that and bring it on to the next thing? And it seems like you've found that. You've taken all of that teaching, that coaching, and now you've combined it with this interest in nutrition and being a coach in that regard. And like you said, you don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but you know it's going to be using those skills. That book sounds like it played a really important role as your next thing has been coming into focus. But we were talking before, it's really been a journey for you. Yes, it has. Tell me about important aspects along that journey from retiring to where you are now, things, people that have played an important role on discovering that next thing for you. I, retirement was easy. I was really ready to leave. I mean, part of it was, what is it that you don't like about what you're doing? And there was a lot of things that were leaving me rather 
frustrated and unfulfilled. As, and it was time for me to step away. So the retirement part was not so easy, but I felt like, but I'm not ready to retire, quit working. I still have a lot to offer and contribute to, to the world, and I want to do that. So I think for me, there was a moment of, I'm feeling kind of lost here. I'm not sure. I have this nutrition thing that I'm interested in, so I'm holding on to that. Uh, but I think there is moments of, gosh, what the heck am I doing here? And you feel kind of alone and you feel almost kind of silly sometimes, like, El, what, where am I going? At the time, I was on Revel and I came across you and Lynn, this class that you were offering. I think people who are interested in working with the older adults and the, it was the ultimate job. For, that's right. That's yeah, what it, the ultimate job for active adults. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah, what do you got to lose? I, that feels so long ago, Aaron. It does. <laughs> um, so I signed up for the class and it was a great class. I, I loved, I just loved you and Lynn and I got a lot out of the class. And I think in that class, we decided if people were interested to continue to stay in contact with one another. And Lisa was in that class as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. and, and we did. And we created a little group where we did get together to talk about our journey. And she was on a similar journey of looking to get into a, a second act in the health, wellness, fitness space. And so that was incredibly supportive because for the first time in this journey, I didn't feel so alone. It's like, okay, lots of people are doing this. Lots of people are out there doing this. And so it felt validating to me. And to find, and I cannot overstate how important finding you and Lynn on that fish uh, class was uh, to the journey. Uh, but it, it, it self-doubt creeps in all the time. I mean, it's all, it's, it's there waiting in the wings every now and then, maybe more frequently than I care to admit, the self-doubt, the little voice in, in your brain that says, really, what are you doing here? You know, yeah, uh, come on. And so to have a group to go to that can help quiet that, that little voice is really important. So that was an important part of the journey, too, is to have a support group. And I would certainly recommend that to anybody out there looking to change a career, start a second act is to find your tribe. Yes, definitely. If the only companion you have is the self-doubt voice in your head, it doesn't go well. <laughs> well, it does not end well. It does not end well. I've lived through this. Yeah, I, the importance of other people plays a huge role just to have another sounding board, other voices rather than the one in your head has always made a huge difference. Jen, you seem like you've just always done such a, such a great job of taking the next step. Like we talked about, you don't know what the destination is, but you're just taking another step and taking another step. Like nutrition interests you. So you're going to go down that avenue. And uh, sometimes self-doubt of just taking the next step freezes people and they don't do anything to move forward. What has helped you? I mean, uh, the group aspect was one thing. Is there something else that kind of helps you keep plodding along this path? Yeah, part of my journey, when you spend a, a whole lifetime of continuing to go back to school all the way up to a PhD, which I, I don't recommend for everybody, that's for sure. 
and continuing education and all of that. It, part of, and, and what I learned is part of my core values was education and learning. I, I, I think I'm a lifelong learner. I, I think I will always be in some class. When I'm 95, I'll probably be in some <laughs> class learning something. I, it's like people think about well, what do you want to be doing when you die? It's like, I think I'd like to be actually in a classroom learning something. <laughs> I dropped dead. I just at a very old age. So that was a core value. So that's part of what drives me too, is that that's really important to me. But it's also been a really intensely personal journey of growth and development, of actually being comfortable with the unknown and being comfortable with moving forward even though you don't know where you're going. I've spent a lifetime plotting and scheming my next step and this is what I'm going to do and this is my plan. And while that was great, that's not this part of my journey now. I know that. And so I do journal uh, regularly and just to share, I mean, oftentimes in my journal, I will end with moving forward and moving forward. Wherever that is, I'm moving forward and keep doing it. So that has been really personal and part of my own growth and development of letting things go, gaining comfort with the unknown, not always knowing your destination, knowing that really the important thing oftentimes is the journey and what we learn along the way. And that maybe I will never reach a certain destination. I just have this idea that I could morph and change, that there really is no destination here and gaining some comfort with that. Because what I might start doing in two months when I finish this credential might not be what I am doing in a year. That might look very different in a year as I grow and develop and change and learning how to be comfortable with that. And that's been really hard, that hard for me. And so it's been really intensely personal, really gain a, a level of comfort with that. Mm. There is this book called The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life. And there's a quote in this book that I think of all the time that says, speaking of a lion tracker, I don't know where I'm going, but I know exactly how to get there. Because mm. he's I tracking lions. So you're yeah. looking at paw prints and you don't know the destination, but you know that you're going to follow the paw print. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think about, like this journey of finding our next thing. This gives me energy. This makes me come alive inside. So I'm just going to do this thing. I'm going to sign up for this course. I'm going to talk to these people, read this book. Mm -hmm. And it's that continual next step. That's interesting that you write at the end of your journaling, moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Moving forward. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. 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 And I think oftentimes people do this throughout their life without sometimes even knowing. I've had a lot of, in nursing, you get a lot of second career people, a lot of second career people in their 30s and 40s, sometimes younger, sometimes a little older than that, will come back and go to nursing school and from business, finance, tech industry, airline, other parts of the healthcare industry. And they just say they wanted to to work with people in a different way. And I think what they're saying there is they are, they're realigning with their own core values. I, I think that's what we're seeing when we see that 
is people are getting in, whether they know it or not, I think they're just sort of realigning there. They know that the, the path they're on is not working for them or has not given them sort of the happiness or joy or the life that they've wanted. And so I think we do this throughout our life. And at this stage in my life, I wanted to be really intentional about it, aware and intentional about it. And so for me, staying in touch with those core values is really important to me. It's like I know that that's the that's a line of paw prints for me are those core values. And I'm just going to keep following that, you know. Mm-hmm. So for you, not what is your destination, but what is the next step look like for you? I'm almost done with the integrative and functional nutrition, and I will be uh, studying for the credential and hope to complete that by the first of the year is my goal, us to finish that credential. There is a fast track health coaching certification program specifically for healthcare professionals. It doesn't take very long. They leverage the education and knowledge that you already have, which is nice. And so we'll go right into that. And then to really think about what I want to do with all of that. And that's been kind of fun to really be thinking about that too, about how I want to specifically work with people. And I've thought a lot about my target population and in what what way I want to do it. I think education will always be part of what I do because that is who I that is who I am. I will always want to be a teacher in some way. So whether that's continuing education courses for healthcare professionals, I can see me doing that, whether that's working in educational programs for in senior centers or places such as that where older adults might gather, because I think that people are hungry for knowledge, uh, particularly now around health and nutrition and exercise. There is so much out there and it can be very confusing for people. And so I know I want that to be a big part of what I do as well. Jen, you are such a great example of my theory of a good teacher. A good teacher is someone that is always looking to be a student. (laughs) I I love that. Can I quote you on that? Yeah. If people are always looking at learning, those are the best people to learn from because they never have this mindset of I know it all. Oh, no, always this mindset of there's always more to learn. And those are the best people to learn from. But so funny. I I just will share this with you. But um, my father, he said um, when I was even young, uh, people would ask him, well, what's Jennifer going to be when she finally gets out of school? And his response was old. She's going to be old when she (laughs) I mean, he recognized it early. It me, but I would always be this student, this perpetual learner, this lifelong learner. So, mm-hmm. yeah. which doesn't surprise me that you've excelled at teaching. This has been wonderful, Jen. I appreciate the one-on-one time and you providing some background on your journey. Before we close out, is there anything that you would tell somebody that might be just starting on this journey? Maybe they're retiring and thinking of pivoting and finding that next thing. I can't recommend highly enough this getting reacquainted with your core values. I think for many people, that might be a really good jumping off place, a good starting place to just sort of go silent, thoughtful, focused, intentional, and really what does drive me? What really is at my core here? 
and to get in touch with that, I think would be really important. Very good. I'm going to put a link to that book in the show description. I really enjoyed being a part of this journey with you, Jen, and I really appreciate what you had shared with the group on Tuesday. It's going to be exciting to see what's going to be next for you. It will. And again, I can't stress how important you and the group have been to this journey. Truly. I I can't stress it enough. Yeah. Well, so great. It's been such a pleasure to be a part of that group and have that support as I've been trying to build this community and not really knowing what I'm doing either. So we've all been pathfinding together. Moving forward. Moving forward. Yes. Moving forward. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you again so much, Jen, for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Erin. It's been a great experience to be alongside Jen on her journey. The group calls are held twice a month over Zoom, and it's open to people that are currently working in the health and fitness field and specializing in the mature adult population and to those transitioning into a career in health and fitness. It's a place for us to discuss important topics in the field, get connected to others, and if you like, gentle accountability to help you on the path to discovering a fulfilling role in this line of work. If you're interested in joining the group, email me at secondactfitpros at gmail.com. If you're interested in becoming a fitness professional, the Functional Aging Institute is the go-to source for training mature clients by providing fitness professionals with the most current, up-to-date, and forward-thinking techniques and strategies. They offer certifications, videos, webinars, and on-site workshops. In the show description, there's a link to get 20% off the group exercise certification and functional aging specialist certification. If you're interested in exploring a second act career in health and fitness, sign up for the Second Act Fit Pros newsletter. I provide information on online events I host and opportunities to connect with current health and fitness professionals, as well as those who are aspiring to work in the field. A link to sign up for the newsletter can be found in the show description. 